Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon on the eve of the early signing period coming at you on Tuesday night, if you're listening to this, just for those out there. Look, we and and mainly Shay, a lot of uh, today uh, has been chasing a lot of the rumors around LSU's 2021 recruiting class, which sits at 19 public commitments right now and with the three-day early signing period on deck we wanted to kind of share with you guys uh, what you guys need to know about the class and kind of what to expect going into Wednesday uh, because it's going to be a busy Wednesday as it seems for LSU the Tigers have a chance to pull off a five-star in Mason Smith as well as some other uh, wild cards, I'd like to say. And Shay, uh, let's start there. 19 public commitments. Uh, run us down a couple of the guys that are not signing early, though, because uh, we've seen some back and forth with one of those already who is now back on the good side of signing early with the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, we're looking right now at, what, 19 public commitments. And we know that John Davis out of California is maintained. He's not signing till February. He wants to see about potential defensive coaching changes one way or the other, uh, but remains committed. Another kid, JoJo Earl, he's kept very quiet. He could shock us and sign tomorrow. He's committed to LSU and has been, but there's been a lot of rumblings out of a number of different sides that expectations are he waits till February. So you take those two guys off the list and Kari G, safety out of Atlanta. He's been committed for a bit. It looks like after talking with LSU, he'll eye more of a February signing instead of signing now. So you're looking at a spot where you go from 19 to 16 of your commitments. You expect to sign tomorrow with the good news there. Uh, I did not forget about him, Chris Hilton. He was previously uh, part of the I'm waiting till February group of commitments that changed. He tweeted it out. His father told us that uh, the family had a lot of talks today. The coaching staff talked with him. Uh, after a couple hours, they decided, hey, we're committed. We do want to be at LSU. We don't need to wait till February. We will go ahead and sign tomorrow. So we feel like they will baseline of the current public commit list that they'll have 16 of those guys sign tomorrow, Billy. Yeah, and, and for LSU, I think, one, you get a win uh, already by getting Chris Hilton to jump back into the signing early crew. And then that leaves them now with three public announcements that will come really starting in the afternoon for the most part for LSU. Mason Smith, the five-star defensive tackle out of Terrebonne, is going to announce at 3.30. He has a commitment video. And then Demarius McGee, a top 100 prospect, one of the best corners in the country on 24-7 sports, is also set to announce on CBS Sports HQ. And then Armani Goodwin kind of ending the evening with a 6 p.m. announcement from what we're hearing. Let's run through those because those are set in stone uh, for what we understand, at least, uh, going into Wednesday. And then we have some kind of wild cards that we'll talk about to kind of round things out. But 
Mason Smith has long been the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorite, uh, to, uh, has been to land at LSU. I, I don't even remember when we put those picks in. It's been years, I would say, now. And, you know, with less than 24 hours to go as we're recording this now, LSU sits in a really strong position to close this out and land uh, the number one player in Louisiana. Yeah, and we don't have much, you know, drama buzz around that right now, which is good, right? A five-star top player like that, the eve of signing day, he's uncommitted. You're usually hearing about what every team is doing and how they're jogging for position. That's not certainly that's happening behind the scenes, but I think that when all is said and done, it's LSU. They put in so much work here, and Mason could be a difference maker for him uh, a year from now. Even we saw Quellen Roy did as he settled in towards the back end of this season. They have high expectations for a kid like Mason, who's proven himself time and again, both on the field and in camps. Um, he, he's a dominant player, uh, and he's got the five-star billing for a reason. So, yes, we feel good about that when our crystal ball picks are on it. That's the 3.30, and, and then, Billy, the 11.30 would be uh, – or, excuse me, 11.45 would be Demarius McGee. And I think I saw ESPN had sent out that they'll have him on their signing day show as well uh, doing a commitment, and then I think maybe CBS HQ has him doing something afterwards talking about the choice. But uh, you and I both feel uh, that one's going to go LSU's way, and it's huge for him because, he's yes, he's a top-10 corner. They need some corners in this class, not a ton, but a few, uh, or at least a couple. Uh, and Nathaniel Wiggins flipped on him to Clemson this past weekend, left him with zero commitments. Now they've got until February to go. They handed out a new cornerback offer this week. He'll decide in February, but the, the timing right now all points to, to McGee landing at LSU, and that's where our picks are. Talk about McGee soaking up the spotlight in the early signing period with two appearances. Good for him uh, for a Pensacola Catholic uh, prospect there to to get onto the national scene like that. And he fits the mold of what Corey Raymond wants in cornerbacks. I mean, he's long athletic. He's a really good athlete. Um, and look, I mean, you know, my family has some ties to to Pensacola with with my grandpa having worked there, worked there and had his office there for years and years and years. So uh, another uh, LSU tie there from, uh, from that respect. And Shay, um, I think one that we've been tracking – really closely and there was again back and forth whether he'd sign or not sign or make a decision is Armani Goodwin and before Gus Malzahn was fired by Auburn uh, he was committed to Auburn and then he backed off that pledge and then Gus Malzahn was fired and there was a thought that he could end up back at Auburn and I guess you know he could but without a head coach I have a tough time seeing him ending up at Auburn without a coach hired and it doesn't look like they'll have one by the time he makes his decision. And it, it seems like LSU's work to get him is is on the verge of paying off with his Wednesday night announcement. Absolutely. This has happened at the right time for LSU because LSU, Kevin Falk's done a great job here. The Tigers had had a good amount of confidence across the past few months and even into the summer that ultimately they could flip Goodwin. He reopened things, as you said, about a month ago, a little less than a month ago, I should say. Um, but the buzz around Hewitt Trustville in Alabama is high school. And then the buzz around Auburn and, and people around Goodwin said, look, he's going to look around. He really does like LSU a lot, but he's probably going to wind up back at Auburn. They'll be able to double down and hold him. And then, as you mentioned, on Sunday night, Gus gets fired. That leaves the entire staff uncertain on their future. And Goodwin was saying, okay, I'll wait till February. I don't have to sign now gives Auburn time to figure things out. Well, today confirmed part of this sort of behind the scenes podcast of what we've heard today. Uh, we got with this high school coach, Keith Niebuhr did 
he said, yes, look, I can confirm it. He is going to commit somewhere tomorrow. It'll be at six o'clock. Uh, and then uh, Will Fong and, and us, we've talked to a number of different sources who now say, hey, look, he's ready to make his decision because he's now not waiting around on uh, probably what Auburn's hires will be or any of that. And if he commits to Auburn again, that's a, a impressive for them to do it without knowing what the staff is. That's not what we expect. Our crystal ball picks went in on Goodwin to LSU and throw in Corey Kiner, and they've got themselves two top ten backs in this class. If things play out how we think, uh, and this is turning into some signing day excitement, all of a sudden you pop McGee at a 11.45, you land Mason Smith in the mid-afternoon, you finish out the day potentially at six with uh, Armani Goodwin, and, and we can see if they sprinkle in some other guys from there. Yeah, and uh, Gabe Brooks, uh, national recruiting analyst for 24-7 sports, compared uh, Armani Goodwin to Daryl Henderson as somebody who's, who watched Daryl Henderson a lot at Memphis. Uh, that is an uh, impressive prospect there for LSU. And like you said, to pair him with Corey Kiner, uh, who's got some size and some, some thickness to him, this is more of uh, that, that high-end speed type of prospect, 5'8", 190 pounds. He's under uh, 11 flat in the 100-meter, and that is really impressive. Uh, he bounced back really well from his ACL-MCL injury, averaged nine yards a carry uh, and, and well over 1,000 yards for one of the best programs in the state of Alabama this year. So, again, if LSU can pull him out of there, that would be big time uh, for the running back you know, room for the future. And speaking of that, uh, let's touch on Logan Diggs while we're talking about running backs real, real quickly. And he's not sure yet what his plans are. You just got off the phone with him. What's the latest on Logan Diggs? This is one where, and I'll keep it short and brief. He's not sure what he's doing yet. He's been committed to Notre Dame. The Rumble kid gets an in-state offer from LSU just a week ago. Kevin Falk's done a great job there. I'll make it clear. LSU's ready to take Corey Kiner, Armani Goodwin, and Logan Diggs. And I know that sounds like a lot of running backs. It's three of them. But the staff has plans in place for uh, making that happen if all the kids want in. Now, Diggs told me, look, two great options. I'm mulling it over. I don't have to sign on Wednesday. It's a three-day window. I could sign on Friday. Um, my family and I are going to continue to talk about it. So LSU will take Logan Diggs. It's just a matter of does he stick with Notre Dame or flip? And when does he think he'll want to do it? Um, if you don't hear anything from him tomorrow at all, that could be a good sign for the Tigers. And another flip type of candidate is one that decommitted today, the number one junior college inside linebacker in the country, somebody who's averaged uh, or had as had 100 tackles a year ago, 100 tackles in high school as a senior, uh, averaged clo so close to 10 tackles a game in the shortened season this fall for uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Uh, he is around six foot, 230 pounds. Shay, fill us in on uh, Navantique Strong and where things stand now that he just backed off his pledge to Mississippi State. Yeah, we gave fans a little tidbits on that this morning uh, that, hey, it's a 50-50 battle. State's getting nervous. Uh, LSU feels like they've got real momentum. And sure enough, about three o'clock on Tuesday, the day before signing day, uh, Strong reopened things, backed off his Mississippi State commitment. Uh, I quickly put in my LSU crystal ball prediction. I was getting close previously, um, got my pick in for the Tigers, and they've done a good job here. Look, I mean, they've got everyone working things from the coaches to behind the scenes with analysts and, um, and graduate assistants and, and different uh, people who are in uh, roles that are not on-field roles. Alec Osborne does a lot with the linebackers, and uh, they got in on this one a month or so ago whenever they really got to see some film from him this year, and he had a good year a year ago. Um, number one uh, Juco linebacker in the country, Billy. This is someone who 
If you don't know if you're signing Rajon Davis or not, and he's waiting on you till February, and you only have Greg Penn at linebacker, and you moved in a separate direction with Naquan Brown, uh, and you've seen what you got from Baskerville and Clark so far, Jabril Cox may well just turn pro. Getting someone who can absolutely help right away uh, is big, and being the number one JUCO middle linebacker, I think he could do that for him. And another Mississippi State tie in terms of an LSU target, Malik Neighbors. There's been a little bit of buzz out there that uh, he could still have LSU in the mix. It's kind of been a weird one to track. There's been some back channels and other sources that feel like it could be LSU at the last minute. Mississippi State uh, certainly got good news, at least they thought, when he said he was shutting down his commitment and, and recruitment and going to sign with Mississippi State. We'll see what happens with Malik Neighbors. And I'll say this about uh, Navantique Strong. If they get him on board, uh, that, that's just about as good of a job recruiting as LSU could do because it's a position of need. But mainly, those Mississippi junior colleges are tough to beat uh, in terms of guys not ending up in the state of Mississippi at either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. And for a long time, he felt really locked in and things changed and that's recruiting. And so kudos to LSU uh, for the job that they've done to just keep hammering away. And, and you know, even as the season didn't necessarily go as they thought until, you know, the great win they had over Florida this weekend, uh, it, it's it's just a credit to them and, and how they've continued to kind of chip away. And, and one player they've kept warm, and we'll kind of wrap up on him because, you know, there, you just never know, but it seems like he's going to take things to February, I would think, is Bryce Langston, who's a top 247 defensive lineman out of Florida, uh, the Gators have long been the crystal ball favorite. LSU's always been really in the top two, and uh, he's a wild card here in this uh, 2021 class. Yeah, and I, I really don't – I can't predict accurately what will happen here. But – and Florida kids can be that way sometimes. But it's always been LSU-Florida. Sources are telling us LSU surge, and this is another one of those stories. Look, look what they've done here. Uh, and this is a good way to kind of wrap up is, in the past few days, surge for Armani Goodwin. You got Navon Tech Strong, the number one Juco middle linebacker, to drop his Mississippi State commit and go uh, potentially flip to, to LSU or commit to LSU here tomorrow. Uh, you've made up ground with neighbors and digs if you really push to get that done. Uh, you've got Chris Hilton now to sign early. You've locked in all these other guys uh, in terms of the committed guys to sign early. And now you're putting yourself in a position with guys like Mason Smith and Demarius McGee seem to be in, but Langston, a DT you've been after for a long time. What if they push to get him signed tomorrow, Billy? I mean, he has said previously, or at least no, it's actually not true. Florida people have said, hey, look, Florida wants him to wait till February. Can LSU backdoor this one? Are they trying to? Kind of quiet on that front, at least in Langston's um, kind of view of what's happening, but that's one I'm watching. And Boy, suddenly, Billy, they're closing really strong, at least with a number of these guys. But uh, it's also going to give us some excitement tomorrow. I mean, they will have more, three or more commitments come in that weren't committed previously. Yeah, I think between, you know, guys like Chris Hilton jumping back on board in terms of signing early to these late type of guys that they've just been chipping away at, pushing for, it's boating for quite the fun Wednesday kickoff to the early signing period. And you know, couple that with the win over Florida and Nathaniel Wiggins' decommitment was kind of hidden by that in a way. But it, uh, look, it, it was, uh, it's been an exciting last few days to follow it. It's going to continue after Wednesday. We'll maybe be tracking Logan Diggs. We might be tracking some of these other guys, but uh, we will fill you guys in on 
on some of those late announcements, Jordan Gilbert, uh, uh, Tristan Lee, uh, Corey Foreman, and, and guys like that that are heading you know, to, the, to February. We'll do that on the other side of the early signing period, uh, you know, at least in terms of Wednesday. We'll kind of wrap things up for you guys and put a bow on it, but we'll do that on another edition of the pod. Uh, Shay, uh, best of luck. We're, we're locked in for a fun Wednesday, and, and the Go 24-7 message board has been popping. It has been. I've been refreshing it while we've been on the pod, trying to see if we're missing anything. So good times. It seems like it's going to be a, an exciting Sunday. I thought for a moment, a quiet one, it will not be that way anymore. And for, for good, I think, for positive reasons. I, I agree. That's a good thing. And, and certainly LSU fans uh, needed that and, and got good news over the weekend with the Florida win and, and now look like Wednesday could be a fun one for them. Keep it locked on Go247.com for the latest on LSU's push to close out strong in the early signing period and leave us a rating, leave us a review and subscribe to the go 24 seven podcast guys until then, uh, keep it locked on, uh, go 24 seven for all the latest on LSU recruiting. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of the week. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.